If you've ever been on the internet in the last 10 years, you've seen these internet entrepreneur guys who are, you know, somehow working from any country and they don't have a regular job, quote unquote, but you're sitting there wondering, like, how does this even happen? And I'm actually one of those guys, but not in the way of asking you to sign up for my thing to make $100 a day from your phone. I'll explain in this episode, and I'll also go into why it's not a good idea to start a quote-unquote real business and why I did not start an LLC for four years, um, along with a lot of other hacks, tips, and tricks. So we're diving in today with my friend Will Tereshuk, giving you the real. I barely ever talk about this business on my podcast, but today I'm going to do that. So let's dive in. In terms of like this straight podcasting and what you do, because you're kind of the complete package. And again, I'm over here alone, right? I do all this mm-hmm. shit by myself and it's that full-time job, which yep. I adore and don't want to leave. Whereas you went full blown to this full time. Um, when, when did you go full time mm-hmm. and when did you know, okay, I can do this full time? When was that moment for you? Well, it depends how much time we have, but uh, there's a couple stories embedded in this. But yeah, I mean, so in 2019, I met Gary V. November of 2019, I went to a meet and greet where he was just he was just doing a meet and greet at his dad's liquor store in Jersey. And so I pulled up with my friend and he invited me and we met him. And so I asked him a question about artists that wasn't even related to entrepreneurship or wasn't related to business. But I had been watching him for so long and I realized that I was I had never really applied a concept that I learned from him. Right. And so after I met him, I kind of like thought that in the back of my head a little bit. Right. I'm like, I'm like 21 maybe, or whatever, you know, I'm like, not really just, I I just had a small realization. And then I was working for a company and, you know, we can go more into, into that particular company, but you know, really long story short with the company, uh, was I applied for for freelance jobs in, probably 2018, 2019, um, after inviting somebody on my podcast who made six figures on the stock market in a year from, uh, you know, from stock market. And then I invited another guy on who made six figures doing social media management. So then at that point I was like, okay, I have two case studies of two people who left their jobs to go online to figure it out. Right. So I tried it and I made $80 in three months and I was like, okay, well, it's 80 bucks. I mean, I guess let's try to make another 80, right? So somewhere. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. So I'm applying for jobs on Upwork and the only skill I have is like audio editing, audio editing better than the average person. I wasn't good. I wasn't what I am now. And and I have editors that are way better than me now, but you know, that's what I was trying to do because I realized that social media management was so flooded, right? Anybody can post your post on Instagram for you, right? Mm -hmm. But not everybody can edit your podcast. So I've come across this job post, right? And this this company, um, typically on Upwork and these freelance sites, they don't put the name of the company because they don't want to get spammed by people. But in this one, they had the name of the company. I ran out of credits. I only made 80 bucks. I didn't even really have the 20 bucks for the credits. And because I'm living off of savings at this time. So, you know, I said, you know, I'm just going to reach out to this company. I'm going to try to find a contact and see if I can get it hold of them because they need somebody to edit their podcast. So I went to the site. I booked a call to book a call, you had to be a company. Like you have to list your company name. So I just listed my YouTube channel. I'm like, here's my YouTube channel. Here's my stats, whatever. I want a marketing help. So the guy that on the other end thought that was cool. He had never talked to a YouTube channel before that booked the call with him. So he got on the call with me and he was kind of curious about me, but I just laid it out for him. I was like, Hey man, listen, I kind of like, I'm not supposed to be on this call. I saw your ad on Upwork. I, I just want to edit your podcast. I don't care how much you're going to pay me, whatever. He said, Hey, I really like your approach. Why don't you come in in the city in New York 
I want you to do an interview. I'm like, okay, great. That's amazing. This is amazing, right? I'm driving to the interview. I'm, t- I'm on the bus and I go, why am I doing an interview? I'm editing this guy's podcast, dude. Like, I didn't even know what the interview was for. But like, he asked, he asked me to do the interview. I said yes, but I never asked him what I was getting interviewed for. Because if I was going to edit your audio, dude, why are you going to have me drive three hours round trip to do this interview? So I get to the place. I'm there, you know, hit him up. He comes down. It's like a co-working space in New York, this cool little fancy thing. And I'm there and he's sitting there and he's like literally on his like phone the whole time. Like he's just like barely paying attention. Right. So, so, um, you know, but we're, we're talking, we're chopping it up. And he says to me, he's like, Hey, I had you come here because I want you to do everything. I want you to host it, produce it, edit it, you know, market it, direct it, uh, you know, distribute it, you know, anything, do the whole podcast basically. Right. Because this founder of this company was a guy, which I didn't know. Right. But he was a guy who really just loved the idea of it. Like he, he would just spam people and that's how he would find clients. And then he would take their money and then end the contract and he would go to the next one. Like he never delivered results. It was like a whole sheet sham of a company that I didn't know. Right. So this is the best opportunity of my goddamn life, dude. So I'm like, let's go. Cause I was a mechanic, right? Like I was a landscaper, a mechanic. I was doing all this stuff. I was doing my podcast at night. He thought it was cool that I had a podcast. So he figured this guy can host it. Shit. I'm just going to pay this kid 15 bucks an hour. He literally asked me, I was getting paid 15 bucks an hour to fix cars. And he was like, how much do you want for this? I'm like 15 bucks an hour. He's like, deal. So now I'm making the same money that I was making. I should have said 20, man. Fuck yeah. I should have said 20. I should have said 30. (laughs) I should have said a hundred, dude. I should have said 150. Right. But I didn't know what I didn't know. So Rob Rob Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck told me you don't know what you don't know until you know you don't know it, right? So until you're at, right, Rob Deerdeck's a genius, bro. That's another story that I could go into. He's amazing, dude. But um, but yeah, so I, you know, I land this job, man. And um, so I was at that company for probably like a couple of years, and this was during college. So I could go into any of the avenues within like the company, whether it's the founder doing, you know, cocaine under his desk or, you know, him scamming the customers or cold sending out 3000 cold emails a week, like whatever it ends up being. Um, but he put me on sales. He took me off the podcast, said it wasn't working, you know, wasn't working, even though we never kind of like didn't do anything. We did like 20 episodes. I'm like, come on, my man, I'm working in the city because it's winter break from school. So he's like, why don't you come in? It's a three hour round trip commute. I'm like, this is brutal, right? I'm like, I'm like three weeks into this, dude. It's like five days a week in the city and three hours round trip. I'm working, you know, I'm getting there before him. I'm working like 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. It's brutal. And so I like slept in one day, dude. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like I just have to like get my recovery. I literally had no life. I got home, made my breakfast for the next day, went to sleep and woke up again. That was my life. Um, and so I would see these like zombie people on the bus who do, who do this every day. And I'm like, this ain't it. So he pays me for me to talk to his life coach, his personal life coach, because he's like, you should get shit together. So I talked to the life coach, this guy named Tim, Tim says, Hey man, by the end of, by the end of call, Tim's like, Hey man, I think you should do music and podcasts. Cause that seems like what you're into, like on your own. He's like, you're 20, 21. He's like, you don't need to work at this company. <laughs> So the company paid for me to talk to the CEO's life coach who suggested that I quit the job at the company that paid for the call, which was wild, man. So I just took this guy's advice, um, you know, just basically just stars aligned. The com- I just left in probably February 2020 and I had an idea. My idea was let me start a podcast production company. So in March of 2020, I started a podcast production company and two weeks later, pandemic hit, my school shuts down 
And I spent the next six months for four hours to six hours a day sitting on LinkedIn, building my company, basically. So that's how it started. God, that really is. That's, you know, I, I kind of did the same thing. Um, we started in, like, we, we were going get, to get going, get going. Like, we did all the paperwork in May 2019. Um, by the time February hit, like, my buddy moved up from Nashville. We had, like, we worked with the Chamber of Commerce, going to do their production. Going to have co- nice. a contract, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, Pandy hit. And yep, yep. it was just over. And it's like, okay, what can I do? Let me just go back to center. Keep doing podcasting. Podcasting has always been my center. When I yep. don't know what to do, I hop on a podcast. Which is why mm-hmm. I even talked to you a few weeks ago. It's like, I was kind of stuck in a crossroads. Like, what do I do? Let me reach out to someone I know I can trust. And let me just do keep doing podcasts. Just keep scheduling a podcast. And eventually, it'll work out. And I don't know who said this. And I could have just made this up. But like, how do you be successful? You do a lot of work for free first. And yep. sometimes that free work can take years. Mm-hmm. And you found it. It clicked. But you you told me Podcast Principles isn't actually technically legally formed as a business. You do all the contract work. Yeah, I, I do. the. I run the whole business contract um, because. Yeah, why? Uh, Break that down for me. Because yeah. like as an actual business, it's just you in New Jersey. It's like 200 bucks for the year for the filing. And then like the, the um, actual uh, wow. annual port. Mm-hmm. Why not do it in an actual business? You're successful enough. You can have a bunch of tax write-offs. I don't know if I put all my rent under that business. Oh, I, I get the same write-offs you get. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, so why, why, yeah. why why go with the contract route instead of forming an actual business? Well, I would say so first, it. it's easier to pay myself. So, it's way less paywork, paperwork to do that. Mm. Um, yeah, I get, the same, uh, write-off, I get the same write-offs and tax benefits up to a certain income amount. So, it actually doesn't. It's neither here nor there for LLC up until you hit like probably six figures or multiple six figures. Now it's going to make more sense to do that. Um, dude, my revenue was like 5,000, six, I think it was 8,000 the first year, 12,000 the next year, third, maybe 40,000 the next year. Right. So it was like, yeah. I don't need a fucking LLC. Like, I'm just trying to see if this is going to work. My accountant was like, don't worry about it. I think that, and that's an opinion that I had, by the way, like, Mm. I think a lot of people start LLCs and they go nowhere because they thought that it was starting an LLC. That was the thing you needed to do. All I needed to get was a customer. I don't, I'll figure out the tax shit later. Like my taxes are dialed. Like everything's good. I got a good accountant. We're all good. But like, I don't, if you, there's benefits to LLCs that accountants can go into, and that's not my area of expertise, but I've been good. I pay my taxes and I'm all set. So like now, you know, this year slash probably into next year, the business is doing its thing. Like it's going to make sense to start a real entity, but to be completely honest with you, I didn't know how well or, and, or if it was even going to work. So I wasn't going to like, it was just a decision that I made. Like if I would have made an LLC, nothing would have been different right now. Right. So, um, it would just, I would just still be doing what I'm doing. Right. So it's just a decision that I made. Um, but I think a lot of people overhype the LLC where it's like, dude, like, like my buddy went from a videographer freelance to LLC. Like it's things are, there's a lot more things you have to consider. Um, and I don't really know what those things are, but (laughs) I know they're there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just the decision that I made. It wasn't like a strategic decision or anything like that. It just kind of happened. Like, and now this year I'll be like, my account will be like, Hey, we should probably, you know, probably do that. Hey, real quick. As you know, we do put out these podcasts completely free. And the only thing I ask of you is if you are listening and watching right now, please do take a moment to send this to somebody who may benefit. If you know anybody who's delved into, you know, 
the internet entrepreneurial game or maybe some online marketing but hasn't really gone all the way in yet, um, maybe you can send them this. This might make their day. So I really appreciate it from my perspective, but also from that person you're about to help. So please consider following, subscribing, and sharing. All right, back to it. I think that makes a lot of sense, though. Honestly, because look, looking back, you know, I've had this LLC for Willie, even Willie T Productions. I've had that for a few years, and like a lot, a lot of the time, it's kind of sat there as part of the biggest podcast solutions. You know, mm-hmm. all the money I made went towards APS, which was the partnership. And now it's like, okay, let me just let me kind of cut that off. Money I'm making through production, which is my arm of the business, go yep. into Willie T Productions and build that business. So yeah, it is an LLC currently making about three hundred dollars, three, three between three and five hundred dollars a month, which is great. Expenses yep. is maybe a hundred bucks. So all that money yeah. is just sitting there to be used. But yeah, and I still to, have to your point though. Yeah. It's, it, it, it makes yeah. not much of a difference. No, and LLC I still have a business. Like hey, you want to get into business credit and stuff like that, which I'm yeah. getting into now. Like yeah, like I'm gonna have to get legit, you know, or whatever. But I have a business debit account. I have a business debit card. Like everything's yeah. good. Tin all that shit. Like I'm fine. I'm good under the law. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, it's like a. Uh, I think people like the idea of having a business. That's one thing. But it's also I also do think it's a good exercise to get LLC because you get to understand that process, right? Like I do understand the process. Um, you know, I've helped other people, you know, start businesses and stuff like that. So it's, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think it's still a good exercise. It's a good thing to have and do, but it's also, it's not a requirement to start. And for me, like I have no problem being a freelancer. Like to be honest with you, my strategy is revolved around my name and my personal brand. So podcast principles is, you know, a concept and, and there, and it is a thing, right. But it's like, if I don't sit on LinkedIn all day, the clients don't come and it doesn't say podcast principles at the top of my profile. It says Ryan R. Sullivan, which is my name. So, you know, it's really my name and likeness and like, but that's part of my strategy. Like that's the brand that I'm building over the next 10 years. I don't know how, you know, people, everybody does it differently. Some people want to, you have a sweet fish media, right? Like James Carberry who owns sweet fish. Yeah, I know James, but people talk about sweet fish a lot more, right? Folks are probably talking about, I would say, probably re- referencing my name more than they are podcast principles because I don't advertise. I don't want to flood the market with more brand names. I want to flood the market with better ideas, right? That's my whole entire concept around what I'm doing, you know? But, oh, that's a thousand percent yeah. true. Like my, my girlfriend and I talk about my business and my podcast all the time. And whenever you come up and I always say, uh, I always say Ryan. I don't say podcast principles. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, the guy I want to be like, you know, whatever. I, I, say, I, I say the words. Funny, but I, but I, I say it specifically on LinkedIn because I say I'm a fan of you on LinkedIn. To be honest, I don't listen to your podcast. I don't consume any of your content other than LinkedIn. And you would consider – one thing we talked about on our last podcast, you consider me a listener which I think is smart because I am, yeah. because I listen to your stuff. Yeah, or you're an audience LinkedIn. member slash yeah, fan, I would member. say. There's levels to the fan base. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's like diehard fans that come to my shows that buy tickets. It's like, yeah. you know, that's that's a whole different person, you know? Right. But it's with, with LinkedIn. Uh, your LinkedIn strategy is interesting because there's a lot of, I, I call LinkedIn sometimes the fakest website on the internet uh, because <laughs> yeah. no one will ever, no one ever gets like controversial. You, you'll swear every now and then, um, but like you're, you're very authentically you on yep. LinkedIn. So how do you go, how did you create your brand identity on LinkedIn? And I'll get a little more specifics after following. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I love talking about this, by the way, because this is what I do every day. Like I sell podcasting, but I build brands. I build you know, I guess businesses through brands, right? But I've built my own brand. So like, that's what I'm spending the most time doing, uh, especially on a day-to-day basis. At first it was uh, nothing, like at first there was no strategy. At first it was just, I, I, ha- I have not done this. I need to go back to my posts. Like I have not seen 
a post, one of my first posts ever, ever in, in the whole, in the last three years, I've never gone back to, to read them. So I need to do that. That'd be a good exercise, but I didn't have a strategy. Um, I mean, in the beginning I called when I was forming the company, I called Sandy Smolens. He's the founder of audiation, you know, uh, James, I got in contact with from Sweetfish, um, Tristan from motion, like all of the guys who ran these companies, like I talked to all of them, they, you know, most of them did give me advice, you know, so I had that. Um, but they weren't actually, I, I did not see many, I did not see and this is important for podcasting too. I did not see any creator who uh, helped people start podcasts, any podcast, even even a creator with a podcast that I wanted to emulate. So I just filled a gap that I thought I saw in the market, but I didn't see that gap till later on. Um, but to go back to your question, like the initial strategy was just post, right? Just yep. post. And then That's I mine. seriously, <laughs> until this year, I did not, I was always commenting, <clears throat> but on this, in this year, and we could go as deep into this as you want, but you know, all of my, you know, getting 150, 200 followers in a day consistently, like not every day, but you know, ha that happening all the time, getting, you know, 50 to a hundred thousand impressions on my post in a week, like all that stuff. None of that happened until this year until like there was things that I tweaked about my strategy. Um, but I was just grinding. Like I was just literally just posting, but I made it a bare minimum. Um, I mean, dude, I can run the numbers like in 2022, I didn't, I don't think I was posting on weekends back then, but it was five days a week, every single week, yep. guaranteed, no questions asked every yep. single day, every day I was engaging too, like every single yeah. day, like yeah. I took days off, like I would take a day off and not <clears throat> schedule a post. Now I'll schedule a post if I do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, really as what I'm doing now is I'm really, I think personally finding my voice in content creation and finding my niche on LinkedIn specifically, really finding who I am. Somebody commented today and they said, I really like the tough love motivation. And like, that's me, dude. Like I am not the guy to sit there with you and be like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. Like I'm the guy to be like, dude, get up off your ass and let's do it. Like I I'm literally talking to a CEO of an 800 person company and I don't have any NDAs, So I can say this, I won't mention his name. And he's like, I don't know if my podcast idea is going to work. Right. It's like, Dude, nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody needs help. CMOs, CEOs, you name it. So, and I'm, you know, I didn't see anybody doing that. I saw nobody speaking to those people or nobody telling you the realities of podcasting. They were all telling you, you know, uh, they were either too far into the numbers or they were too far into the strategy. And I like the cultural, right? I like the mix of the cultural with, um, with the stats, with the trends, you know, with the differentiator, like we're going to take a marketing podcast and flip it on his head. And instead of talking about successful campaigns, we're going to talk about the least successful campaigns and the failures or whatever. Like that's what gets me hyped up. And, I just basically didn't, I literally saw people talking about one of the most creative mediums in the least creative way. And so that became kind of, I guess, part of my strategy. Yeah, it's LinkedIn's hard. Um, but I think I would have them, I think, well, personally, I have the most success on LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. Those, those are my three. I haven't YouTube. even done TikTok yet. <laughs> I, that's wild to me. That's yeah, wild to I know. Me. Although, every, dude, you don't know how many people, like every single person that talks to me is like, Dude, what? <laughs> but, but here's the thing with with you specifically, because most of your business comes from LinkedIn, right? Yeah. LinkedIn starts ninety ninety percent, and, yeah. and it goes elsewhere. TikTok is the exact opposite. Like, I feel like you don't need a TikTok because TikTok stays in TikTok. It's a bubble on TikTok. Like, you can link out to your Instagram or your link tree, no one's gonna click on it. Like, there are people out there with three million followers on TikTok and two hundred subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. No, I know. So, 
It's yep. like, if you don't have the resources, don't do it. You probably don't need it. But when yep. it come, my, my, my LinkedIn strategies, yeah, it's just, it's just post. It's just post my shit out there. Like, I'm doing what you say to do. Like, mm -hmm. when, when, or people like you. I, I follow plenty of people like you post, here's what you got to do for your podcast strategy. Here's what you got to do this. And I go, great. I'm doing that um, on platforms. And yet it's just kind of, it's kind of a crazy TikTok, LinkedIn, TikTok, LinkedIn thing. It's you're more successful on LinkedIn telling people what to do instead of following you on advice. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. I mean, yeah, you, you are more successful, like painting a picture, not of reality, right? Yeah. Like, and so that's what I try to do. You know, I try to paint that picture and obviously I infuse some LinkedIn positivity and some bullshit in there that, you know, I know is, you know, for the platform I'm playing the game, right? Like I'm not in the soccer game being pissed that it's not full. Football, right. Like yeah. I know that LinkedIn is in TikTok, but the thing about this, I know, I understand how perception works. I know that if somebody goes to my profile or maybe five of my competitors profiles, my profile, if I have more engagement, more followers, just a bigger audience. And also like the, if they can read the comments, right. I'm just going to have a better chance of getting that deal or somebody wanting to work with me. It's not going to work for everybody, but it, that's the type of people that I'm attracting. And also I'm not working with people now for the most part that don't have some kind of audience, you know, because that's what works for me, right? Like now I've figured out how to attract those people where a lot of the other people in podcasting that there are a lot of the people that do what we do don't really have a big audience themselves. And so I'm like, I think that's fucking bullshit. I'll, you know, like, that's why I want to go build one. Um, you know, partially, you know, other reasons as well, but yeah, I mean, LinkedIn, the key to LinkedIn dude is hundred percent engagement, I would say collaborations. And then there's definitely some like dark arts of LinkedIn that I don't know about, but I mean, I've talked to Justin Welsh, you know, like we're homies. I could, I think I could say like, we've done, you know, call together and stuff and we go back and forth in the messages and, he's given me some pointers on my approach and he's like, yeah, just do what you're doing. And then he'll give me a couple tweaks, but it's not like he's given me anything that's, you know, mind blowing. I'm going to get a hundred thousand followers in a day. You know, you don't even want that. And, and to your point about the TikTok, Yeah. If I get on TikTok, I'm, I'm creating for TikTok, and that's fine. Um, I've just dedicated myself first to LinkedIn, YouTube, second, Instagram, third, um, you know, there's reasons why that's my split personally, but yeah, I work with people or people try to work with us and they're like, I don't have an audience. And I'm like, what's your plan? They're like, post on social media. I'm like, I can't even work with you. Like it's probably gonna be two years until I can work with you. Um, and, and I'm starting to do that. It's hard to do. Right. But it's, it's, and well, I would say what I would say to them is, Hey, I have this coaching program, <laughs> you know, where we can build your audience. Don't hire a content consultant for two grand a month, hire me for 200 a month to give you all of the game that they're going to give you in one hour, you know? So instead of, you know, five calls. So yeah, man, there's a lot to it, but, uh, I love, uh, I'm very comfortable with LinkedIn now and I, I feel like I'm figuring it out. I'm collaborating with more people. Um, uh, but the thing that I'm very predisposed toward, toward to is the work itself like that sitting down and doing it every day. I have no problem doing that. Um, for me, it's really like testing new things, trying new things, trying new posts, you know, that's really what it is, but it's kind of funny. Like I understand how psychotic and crazy it is to think like, okay, you can just have you could just your whole life can revolve around LinkedIn, the job net, job search platform. Uh, yeah, it's like saying you you know, make money on like you know uh, yeah Yelp or something like that, right? It's just people can't conceptualize it. If you say I'm a TikTok influencer, they'll get it, you oh. know. But I actually I actually kind of <laughs> kind of yeah, but people will understand it. But I actually kind of yeah, like yeah. that. I like that about LinkedIn because when I meet people in everyday life, you know, people who are engineers or construction workers or truck drivers or you know uh, sales consultants or whatever they're 
they don't know what I do. Like it's impossible really for them to, you know, know because it's not a job that people, most people have. So, you know, I like that it's different. Um, but that's me. I like, you know, being different, going against the grain, you know, yeah. but that's what I'm into. Well, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying the hardest with LinkedIn. Um, I apply out of all the social media platforms. I don't consider YouTube a social media platform. I consider YouTube content platform. Um, yeah. I, th- I want, what are I you wanna... doing though? What are you doing on LinkedIn specifically? LinkedIn? That's a great question. I, I just, well, I try and get the most engagement out of my guests, like commenting, okay. commenting, oh, tagging my guests in the content I push and like following their stuff, commenting on their stuff. My, my, Dude, I would do, I would not do that. I would stop doing that immediately. If why? I were you, if I no, wanted to, no, please, if please, I wanted to why? grow, if I wanted to grow, this is what I would do for you. I, so do you have, first, let me ask you one question. Do you have yes. a dedicated amount, a dedicated time every day that you go on and, and, and do those comments? That's no. every five days a week. Okay. So first of all, it doesn't have to be an hour, five minutes. It has to be this every single day or at least mm-hmm. like consistent. So that first now, number two, switch it. Don't make it about the guests. Tell you like, not at all. Don't make any of the posts about the guests, right? Make it about the audience, the people who are on LinkedIn, because you're feeding, trying to feed people something that they don't want to eat. So you need to feed them food that they want to eat. It's a dog. You got to give them dog food, right? It's a human. You can't give a human dog food. So you got to feed them something that they want to eat. How do you do that? You got to play to what they want. If it's how to grow on LinkedIn, then maybe it's that maybe for what I've, what I'm trying to do, and this will be similar for your strategy is infusing podcasts into things that they already like, right? I would take it away. Notice all you have to do is go to my last 50 posts. See how many times I promote my podcast, probably three to five times, six times. Yes. Now when I do, I do it in a specific way with specific copy, with specific links, with specific comment below, you know, because I know that it's not, it's going to get way less engagement because it's not for LinkedIn, right? It's Mm -hmm. for something else. So if you're Mm -hmm. trying, I would do the reverse. I would build on LinkedIn I would comment on influencers posts on LinkedIn in the first hour that they post and comment something that's either contradictory or supporting them in a certain way. And I can go into that, but I would just do the complete opposite and you will get the opposite results. If you stop making it about your podcast and you make it about the audience and the people that are on LinkedIn, then they will start to fuck with you because they will realize that you're creating for them, not just trying to promote your guest. Because if I see a podcast on LinkedIn, first of all, it's very hard to gain traction with any podcast clips on LinkedIn. But number two, if you do it right, that means that the person in the clip um, first of all, it's got to be optimized for LinkedIn. It has to look like the other clips on LinkedIn. Number yep. two, it has to be something that those people on LinkedIn care about or at least find interesting in one way or another. It's not, if it's about the guest or even just about the topic, right? It's, it's, that's not going to land. So it's, there's, it's a very narrow, it's not like TikTok. TikTok, you give it what it wants and it will give you what you want, right? If you say, hey, TikTok, this podcast is about guns. This podcast is about AR-16s. Every single clip is AR-16s, AR-16s, AR-16s. Then it's going to find that audience for you, right? Or it's about toilets, about plumbing. I just do plumbing videos, it's gonna find it. LinkedIn is a little bit harder. LinkedIn is, there's there you have to give to get, and TikTok's not like that. They don't give a shit if you engage at all. You can just post the right videos and it'll push it out, right? So that would that's what I would do. I would just flip it all on its head. But I'm an extremist when it comes to this, so. Well, let me ask you this then. How, like when you're starting, you know, you feed your audience. How do you find your audience? If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in next episode for part two. All right, I'll see you there.